Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right, guys. Yeah, you heard me say it. The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show currently airing Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time live on YouTube. We also are a podcast available on all major podcast platforms. So feel free. You can listen to this after. And as always, you can watch the replay on YouTube as well. Without further ado, let me go ahead and bring on our show co-host, Maz. Maz, what's going on, buddy? Yo, what's going on, Chris? I hope you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, feels good to be back, man. It it does. You know, it's been a long time. We were talking about this before the show started, right? We haven't done an episode since Wednesday, so a little bit of a gap there. Um, but it's nice to be back, and there's a lot happening with NFTs, which we're going to get into after today's interview. I mean, again, you're seeing major brands launch NFTs. Um, definitely an exciting space to be in right now. Maz, I... Before we go into the interview, I, I know we got a lot of people uh, watching here. Uh, we got to get some likes going, guys. Uh, go ahead, smash that like. Get YouTube warmed up here so everyone can find this video. Share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe to Benzinga's YouTube channel so you can get all these great NFT videos available uh, with your notifications on uh, Mass sappy seals, right? You, you know, we've had some great teams on before. This is another big one, a big community. They've got over 23,000 in their Discord, over 19,000 followers on Twitter. It minted in late August. We've got a floor price of 0.145 today, um, assuming that OpenSea is working properly. Um, I mean, I, I'm excited for this one. Uh, a big team and a uh, great community out there. I already see the ARFs coming in the chat. So shout out to our chat as well. Absolutely, Chris. Uh, I'm excited for that. So if you're watching this, you know, put an ARF in the comments. Let's get it going. Uh, you know, I've been aware of this project for a while now, like you said, since August. And I'm excited for the interview today. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, like I said, like you just said, August, you know, so it's been out for a couple months, um, you know, which seems like an eternity in the NFT space, right? If you're around for a couple months and I know that they've got some exciting things planned ahead, which we're going to oh, yeah. dive into today and hear more about, you know, the roadmap, what's ahead. Um, so without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on the team. So joining us from Sappy Seals today we have CryptoCast, we have Effie, and we have uh, Gunga. What's going on, gentlemen? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey. How's it going? Hey, welcome to the roadmap. We're so excited to have you guys on. Uh, you know, Sappy Seals, like Mass said, it's a project that we've followed for months. Um, a lot of people out there know this name, uh, you know, which is always a good sign. We also see, you know, the the NFTs being used as people's PFPs, which is another good uh, test out there. So uh, let's dive into some questions, though. Before we get into Sappy Seals, wondering if you guys can share a little bit about your history in the NFT space prior to Sappy Seals. Uh, CryptoCast, I'll start with you. Um, you know, were you in NFTs prior to Sappy Seals? Yeah, yeah. I started back in the 2017 bull run, got wrecked like everyone else, and then just decided to put in the work during the bear to get prepped for this bull, and that's what happened. And then uh, 
I think I started looking at NFTs later last year after DeFi summer chilled out and um, started getting kind of really interested because to me before that, it was just, you know, a PFP or something like that. But it started catching my attention because uh, the utility you can attach and a lot of the other things that, you know, we're personally putting into under development ourselves now. So I've been collecting most of 2021, maybe part of it. Um, less serious at the beginning, but um, a lot more serious in the middle of the year. Uh, yeah. Perfect. And uh, um, Effie, how about you? Uh, what's your experience with NFTs prior to Sappy Seals? Hey, um, before Sappy Seals, I basically had never been, I'd heard of crypto, I'd heard of NFTs, but I was completely new to it coming in. I come from a, like a gaming and esports background. I both as a professional player and as a, and as a game dev. Um, and it's really once I think there's a lot of like once game dev starts getting its eyes into what's possible with NFTs and what's crypto and where this is going, you're going to see a lot of you're going to see a brain drain into crypto projects really quickly. And I'm really happy to sort of just get involved and do it. learning so much still to this day. Um, really bullish on everything. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We love hearing that. And the gaming side of things, uh, your history uh, will hopefully play out into some of these questions later on. Uh, Gunga, how about you? Uh, any experience in the NFT space prior to uh, Sappy Seals? Uh, sure. So, I mean, I was definitely uh, learning about NFTs and getting into more like Web3 dev. I'm, I'm usually like a Web2 dev. I've been in the engineering world for like the past decade um, doing just like big tech stuff. But um, yeah, over the past year, just been getting more into Web3 specifically. And I was in other NFT projects, both as like a buyer and like a helping out here and there. Um, but, you know, once I kind of saw um, the, the most recent super, super bull run of Sappy Seals, like it really caught my attention. Uh, just the, the level of engagement from the community, um, the intelligence of this founding team. Um, so I just kept popping into discord popping in on twitter talking to to cast to, to wob um who is the other founder um just de facto doing random stuff to help out and then more and more and yeah now i'm here just trying to make this uh, you know one of the leading best coolest nft projects that that, that we can make awesome well now that we got that question out of the way let's dive into sappy seals so cast um you know one of the founders of this project tell us how you know, how did the idea for Sappy Seals come about and how were you able to, you know, bring a team together to launch this NFT successfully? Yeah, so originally the Seals were just going to be a, a badass PFP project um, with some really cool, uh, cute art kind of in the Arctic vein was our idea. Um, but then as we started, you know, prepping for Mint and, you know, getting launch ready, I started talking with um, Wob, which is the other... Uh, founder that's still on with the Pixelverse founding team and the SEALs still today about kind of taking this up, you know, many levels. I was kind of, I was in the NFT space through kind of the VC world at that time and was considering kind of quitting that entirely and just going into building. And so that was kind of my, um, that was my proposal to him is that we have a really, really incredible community here. We have, you know, we have everything we need to, to, to build something much, much, much bigger than just a PFP project. And to really, and to really look out for the, that community that, 
that uh, supported the collection from day one anyway, past just, you know, throwing their PFP on Twitter. And so that's kind of where it started, um, just the metaverse conversations and, you know, the gamification. And then it just continued to evolve from there as we brought on people like Gunga. Um, that's actually a really important part of this, this whole project. People maybe don't realize from the outside, we have a team of experts. We're accumulating an absolute A tier team. Um, Gunga has you know, lead software engineer experience at a, you know, Fortune 500 companies that everybody knows. Um, you know, Effie was just talking about, you know, he doesn't, he's not necessarily the crypto guy for the last years, but he is deeply ingrained in um, professional esports and game design for, you know, projects like Brawlhalla, um, you know, one of the lead fighting games in the world. And so that's kind of an integral part of what we're doing here. We've brought, you know, people like us that are crypto nerds and really, really enthusiastic together with people like Effie that have real world game design and game, a decade plus of professional gaming experience. Um, so we're trying to bring those two worlds together um, and, and not just be, we have the NFT side, um, but our game, our, our game dev side, for instance, is not crypto first, they're gaming first. You know, when you talk to somebody like Gunga, um, you know, they, they, they have expertise in leading massive, massive um, organizations. And so we're kind of bringing all of these different minds and uh, fields of expertise together to bring the crypto communities, gamification, and DeFi elements all into one one body that really will serve this thing long term. Versus, go ahead. Perfect, Cass. I love that. You know, we talk about teams, and I, I really like that explanation of you know building up a team where uh, different people have different expertise and kind of bridging it all together. Um, you know, again, I mentioned that this project's a couple months old and sometimes, unfortunately, we see projects kind of disappear, right, or go away, right? And here we have Sappy Seals where we're just getting started, it sounds like. Um, so I know we got some exciting questions coming up about, you know, what's next. The other question I had um, probably for you, Cass, is the artwork, right? You mentioned that originally this was going to be, you know, really focused on a, a PFP uh, can you talk a little bit about maybe the inspiration for the artwork um, and how, you know, uh, you decided to lean towards the the winner side of things and that direction for the start of this project? I think it was, you know, a lot of us just really resonated with that cute uh, profile picture thing. I mean, I'm prior service. You know, I'm a combat veteran, um, retired military. Um, and it's kind of a funny thing that I like to be, I like the penguins and all that kind of vibe. Um, because it kind of softens things, but it also allows you to kind of play around with that a bit. And so, you know, the, the marrying of that kind of cute PFP with something like the Navy SEALs, that just fits. Not just that, but SEALs are badass. They're actually, they're real, like, they're savages in the water. And that's kind of a, to me, that was kind of the, a, a really cool um, marrying of those two ideas. Yeah, these are awesome. I mean, just looking at them, they're all pretty cool. My favorite ones, I think, are the the celeb ones. The Drake one's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I like the guys, Team Six so, ones myself. They're kind of dope. They're dope. Kind of a color Duty vibe. Yeah, those. those oh, are yeah, sick. yeah, yeah. Those are sick, actually. It's only 333 <laughs> ETH, guys. <laughs> oh, well, wow. I haven't seen these. These are actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're um, my favorite. All right, guys. Sure. So, so 
the project launched in August, right? And that sounds like it's not a long time, you know, but in the NFT world, it sounds like forever. Um, it's crazy how time changes when you're in the NFT world. Just so much happens. Can you guys tell us a little bit more about, I know there's uh, staking involved in the project. Can you guys break it down for us a little bit? Uh, you know, for someone that may not know what it is, what the benefits of staking are for uh, the project, please. Yeah, yeah. So we just, I think we're just encroaching on 40% staked right now for a 10K PFP project. I think we started, not I think, we launched staking around November 5th. So those are really good numbers. And I think that's because our community really believes in what we're doing. Essentially, when you stake your seal and you receive pixel token, you are pre-mining the, the base layer um, token for the entire metaverse expansion and project that we're putting together called the Pixelverse. So um, essentially, this isn't just, um, you know, breed, your, breed it and create, you know, a mini seal and that's your utility. We're, we're, we're developing on a very high level play and earn gamification uh, with the Pixel Pets. We're developing partnerships with other projects like 24PX and Winter Bears that are both building inside of the Pixelverse. So, you know, when you interact with the Winter Bears art focus and all that kind of thing, you're going to be interacting with those ecosystems using Pixel. Um, when you do breed or anything like that, your Pixel Pets, you'll be using Pixel. When you go out into the open world and interact with adventurers and that kind of thing, you'll be rewarded in Pixel. There is a native... Uh, pixel token marketplace launching tomorrow so you'll be able to go in and utilize your pixel to buy productive assets for inside inside the pixel first something like um, we refer to them as the pixel palaces for instance um, this is one of the staples in our land ownerships uh, system uh, you could essentially create a business with this palace and maybe throw together an arcade or an art museum or a casino even and it will all be transacted in Pixel with a small fee attached to every transaction across the Pixelverse that will be put back into um, LPing, uh, back into rewards and things like that for playing the game. I could go on and on. Um, this is, we're truly developing a, a, a utility token here in the Pixel. You're, you're pre-mining an extremely valuable um, utility token going forward. Love that. So if I have a sappy seal right now, I stake it. How much uh, pixel is it earning per day? Or can yeah. you break it down a little bit more mm -hmm. for us here? So we have the first rarity based staking contract that we know of. Um, mm -hmm. We put a lot of time and effort into making sure that that was done right. We launched it three weeks ago. Um, you could check out our medium article for a little bit for more details. But the rarity bands are essentially broken down from 10 to 6,000 down to I think 2,000 is the next band down to think 500, 150, and then one of ones. So the base um, seal will earn 50, uh, 50 pixel per all the way up to 500 for the one of ones and um, 150 for the 150 band. So um, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how that works. Um, and then we've, we've put a lot of time and effort into understanding our wallet distributions on that, those um, for staking. And we've adjusted the, the price of NFTs on our Pixel Marketplace accordingly. So we're really trying to put a range of NFTs out immediately so you can utilize those in the marketplace, all the way from the most expensive productive assets like palaces down to um, NFT starter packs to outfit your home in the metaverse 
for, you know, 15, 20 days of staking for a base seal, that kind of a thing. Nice. That's that's I like the whole rarity staking thing. I don't think I've seen it before. So I think that's really cool because it incentivizes, you know, for people to buy, obviously, the, the more rare ones. So that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, so you guys said Pixelverse is launching tomorrow, correct? Yes. 7 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Well, the That's Pixel, exciting. the Pixel Marketplace. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Thank Pixel Marketplace is Marketplace. launching tomorrow. That's exciting. Uh, can you guys tell us a little bit more about that and the whole, you know, collaborations is interesting with Twenty Four Pixel and Winter Bears. You know how that came to be. Yeah, it's at the core of our of our idea with Pixelverse. So you know. It's not just an NFT community that's going to bring this home in our, in our opinion. You know, we have 4,000 across our wallet distribution. You know, if we could get 50% of them to participate in Pixelverse, that'd be fantastic, fantastic. A couple thousand people. So in our minds, we are metaverse incubators for the entire NFT space. You know, we're one large NFT community. All of us have multiple NFTs in our wallet. There isn't a single NFT tribe here. So we, we decided to open our doors to, you know, as many um, NFT community projects that want to do real development and have a community behind them um, to open the Pixelverse up to them and to open our doors to assist them in any way we can. So, for instance, you'll be able to buy a Winter Bears, um, a 24PX or a Sappy Seals furniture starter pack for the homes immediately tomorrow on the marketplace uh, Winter Bears is working on um, art drops and things like that for the um, the marketplace, those kinds of things. But essentially, you know, we're looking to build an experience in the Pixelverse. You know, we have the gamification side. We can build the infrastructure, but we can't create Rome alone. You know, this is going to be the difference between a Soviet-era city and a city like New York. The, c- the city of New York is an experience. It has a multifaceted um development approach there's so many people working so many people having you know their hands on different things and that's what we hope to to create in the pixelverse so when you go in there there's gamification there's art drops there's charity there's mental health clinics there's funky shit from the 24px community because they're it's what they do um and the dozens of other projects developing their own angle inside of the pixelverse all mutually winning because we we uh we add to that experience and the user base in tandem so it's core. We are looking for other projects and, you know, we want to do anything we can to help integrate them into, you know, our vision for our 2D Pixelverse and our 3D future Pixelverse integrations. Nice. Yeah, that's a great approach. Um, I love that. One question I wanted to ask you guys here, you know, when you guys launch or I should say NFTs, when they launch a project, you know, the roadmap tends to be something and I've seen you know, uh, projects adjust the roadmap as, you know, NFTs continue to kind of grow. Uh, can you guys talk to us a little bit more about the current roadmap, you know, what we can expect and things like that? I know they change drastically, but I would love to hear more about, you know, what the plans are for, you know, let's say quarter one next year and uh, so forth. Yeah, it's important that to us that we're doing a lot more behind the scenes in a coloring book. I use that as an example yeah. because it's, it's a good example. So if you look at our original roadmap, um, we had a PFP roadmap, like a lot of people, and we executed on that. And then we proceeded to develop what you see as our, our um, roadmap 2.0. And that goes out to quarter two next year, I'm pretty sure. There it is. Perfect. Um, so, yeah, Gunga, Effie, jump in wherever you want. It's going to be super helpful to have you guys' perspective on this as well. But I just want to reiterate, there is a reason that most people do not put these kind of roadmaps out, let alone execute on them. It is a lot of work. 
We have dozens of individuals contracted across our team already, and we plan to hire dozens more. Um, and it's no joke, but we take it deadly serious and we have all of the people to execute on the roadmaps um, that we've outlined and to create an even more robust ecosystem in Pixelverse. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a really good point to be made about sort of the resilience of our roadmap as it currently is. While it's like important to be agile and respond to the space, I think we've struck a really good balance in terms of because we're so product focused, we're creating an experience for players in the metaverse. It's quite easy for us to have a set roadmap and work towards that and deliver and deliver and deliver. At the same time, though, we are like the space moves so quickly, right? You have to be so conscious. And an example of that is the whole kind of um, gamified yield farming just popped up. DeFi Kingdoms hit big. Um, we've just seen Wolf Game and all of its, you know, derivatives come out. And we're like, we see that idea and it's not one that we've discussed, but then we see it and we're like, okay, this is interesting. This is, this is interesting. This is innovative. This belongs in the Pixelverse. It's a Web3 platform. How can we iterate on this? How can we fit this into the roadmap and build it in without, uh, without detracting from, you know, the, our focus of building this product that will draw a user base in and provide value for communities who want to work with us and interact with that flagship product, which is Pixel Pets, the, pay, the play to earn game, the play and earn game. Yeah, putting putting a product in front of people in modules that actually um, uh, is in line with the market you know needs at a at a time because it's funny I'm a I'm a presale investor in DeFi land and a few other projects like that the VC that I was with but um, so that's actually that's been in my back pocket since day one is like I want to implement uh, gamified UI for uh, DeFi elements but. He, he speaks exactly on the, the biggest point here. We have an incredibly flexible team. We have a team of experts where we can put that kind of thing right at the forefront of our first iterations, almost out of nowhere, and we'll get that shit done. Uh, we, we have a really uh, yeah, high caliber and flexible team. So we were able to put that you know, right to the first um, iterations of our open world in the Pixelverse. Yeah, I think the other really important thing is we don't want to put out any schlock like we really want to make sure we're delivering high quality products um, that, you know, I yeah. think that as much as, you know, there's a lot of eyes on NFTs right now, there's also a lot of noise. Um, and we want to make sure that everything that we come out with adds to the value and the overall, you know, feeling of quality um, for, for our brand or for our products, for our uh, community. Um, a big kind of example of that is like this pixel marketplace that we're coming out uh, with tomorrow. Um, it's a little bit delayed versus what the roadmap was, but I think what we're able to deliver right now is going to be so much better than if we rushed it. Um, for example, like I was playing around with the, the mainnet contracts last yeah. night and the, the gas emissions for a, a regular mint for like an ERC 721, um, we were able to basically half that um, just by having some clever optimizations in our smart contracts. Um, and like people are going to be very happy with the amount of gas that they're going to pay um, versus what a lot of other projects uh, have you pay. Just because I think the current state of Web3 development, it's a lot of people who are getting in quick um, and yes. the quality of development is just not there right now. I think in a couple of months, maybe we're going to be at a point where people are really understanding how to build solidity contracts. Um, but yeah, it's 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 impressive almost on how much most devs don't care. And I think we really want to show that we, we care a lot and we want to make things that are awesome and things that won't, you know, waste money <laughs> yeah. um, and waste, waste everyone's precious ETH. There are no concrete gardens here. This isn't, you know, this isn't Ponzi nomics. We're building 
the soil, we're tilling that stuff up, we're giving it the nutrients, we're finding the right people, doing the work. And what you're going to find is a very, very long-term and sustainable um, ecosystem. And that's just a perfect example of it. You know, giving a, you know, caring about those details is how we lay that groundwork. But like you said, sometimes, you know, we're going to ask for a little more flexibility than I think other projects will because they just want to get it out. And like, no, no, we want to build these, whatever blocks, you know, we're placing, they're going to be placed correctly, square, um, flush, everything, everything uh, crossed and I's dotted. I love that. I mean, there, there's a lot to that roadmap and I'm so excited to hear you guys all talk about it again, you know, sharing each person's, you know, uh, development strategies and focuses really helps to, you know, shine the light on Sappy Seals and the roadmap going forward. Um, I want to circle back to something we already kind of hit on. One of Maz and I's favorite questions to ask teams when we interview them is to talk about, you know, what are your favorite traits? So we already heard a little bit about uh, SEAL Team 6, um, but outside of that, uh, Cass, uh, what are some of your favorite traits, uh, uh, Sappy Seals, or maybe an underrated trait that people... Uh, 23, uh, jersey. 23 jersey. 23 jersey. Oh, yeah. 23 <laughs> right. jersey. How is this being slept on? I don't get how <laughs> Being slept don't. on. You it's guys heard it. Anyone listening and watching right now, 23 Jersey being slept on, not financial advice, of course, no. but uh, go ahead and take a look at 23 Jersey. Uh, Afi, I turn to you. Uh, what are your favorite trait uh, or traits uh, for Sappy Seals here? It's got to be the headphones modeled the off headphones. the same ones I'm wearing. 24-7, I have them on. And, uh, they're, they're, they are also undervalued, in my opinion. They're useful. It's utility right there. Um yeah, you know what? The other thing though is, and I'm going to plug plug a little bit. Something I think we have is just the we have the seal face makes for amazing, like it works amazingly on merch, and our merch has been really successful so far as a kind of like a clothing brand. Just abstract, abstracting that small face piece and sticking it on like a, a New York cap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we got we're wrapping right now. Wrapping that. Let's go. We've yeah, got a really great merch team that have been pumping out some great stuff. Awesome. And Ganga, how about you? Uh, favorite trader traits uh, for seals here? I mean. It's really hard not to like absolutely fall in love with the no face mask if you scroll up a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, that that dude right there, like that's nice. hilarious. I love Spirited Away. I love Miyazaki. Yep. Um, I have a I have a couple of no no face masks myself, but like I think like my favorite is still the Bull VR, um, the one that my seal's rocking. I just think it's super cool, um, and the Pixel version of it is like, whoo, really nice. Um, but yeah. OVR. Awesome. And it looks like the chat is sharing their favorite traits right now. So go ahead, guys. Keep it going. Share your favorite traits in the chat right now um, so we can uh, take a look at some and, uh, you know, look at uh, which seals uh, everyone is liking out there as well. Um, I, I want to get into another question that we always like to ask, you know, in, in NFTs, of course, we hear a lot about, you know, the floor price, right? And that can be a, a basis on whether a project is successful or not, right? If the floor price is above what the mint cost was. But another uh, thing we always like to ask is, you know, how do you measure the success of the project outside of the floor price? Um, so Cass, I'll start with you. You know, what measures of success do you have set for Sappy Seals here? It's all about execution. I don't even look at the floor, um, personally. I don't really care about the floor um, short, in the lower timeframes. Um, 
I'm kind of a firm believer that if you do the work, if you pay attention to the details, um, that, you know, the value will come. I don't try and force things. We don't sit here and, you know, there's no Ponzi-nomics. You don't have to comment on Twitter to, you know, access your staking rewards. Um, just pure execution. Um, and, and on a level that I think outpaces pretty much any other NFT um, project in this space right now. There's a lot of them I love as well. Don't get me wrong, but it's just all about execution. We work. That's the truth. So it will translate. Um, it's just a matter of time. Love it. And Effie, same question for you. How do you measure the success of Sappy Seals uh, going forward? I think it's it's about what people are building. And this ties on to execution, but it's more like, what is the quality of the product that's going to be produced at the end of it? And that's something I think we're going to see in the next sort of big re-rates for everyone's floor prices are going to be, okay, you've had time, you've capitulated, you've had you know, funding, what did you come out with? And um, yeah, pretty much that. So I think we'll see a lot of changes in the next three months or so as products get their sort of prototypes and alphas out. Agreed. And Gunga, same question for you. Uh, how do you measure the success of the project? It's all about the floor price, baby. No, <laughs> um, I think I'm, I'm kind of in the same school of thought. Like floor price really doesn't matter. But I do think um, like with respect to floor price, I think price support is really, really important. Like uh, when we were in that pretty big bear market uh, a couple weeks ago, like just seeing the floor price like dip super hard, but then like kind of shoot back up just because, you know, seals were on discount and people like kind of ate them up. I thought that was really, really impressive and really important. Um, but in terms of like, I don't know, pricing economics, I think average price is also really important. Like if everyone's just eating up floor seals or like the, the commons because they're cheap, I think that, you know, that might be good for like flippers and stuff. People who want to like make a profit or, you know, people who want to get into the project. I think that's really important. But I think the real health is going to be on, you know, overall traffic, overall engagement. Um, and then, you know, real belief in the project, I feel, comes from are people shilling out, you know, one ETH plus on the rares? Are those still happening? And I think the system we've created with the on-chain rarity-based staking is like, you know, kind of a perma- uh, engagement of people wanting to buy rares. And that's what we've been seeing too. Like the average price has actually been pretty, pretty good. Um, and people will be ready to buy those rares as they come at a discount, um, it, it, like in tandem with uh, the floor seals. Love it. Uh, thanks guys for, you know, sharing that again, one of our favorite questions to ask, you know, cause we could look at the floor price all day, but it's nice to have, you know, other metrics to, to judge projects on. And I love you guys' transparency, your honesty. Uh, there was a mention of merch uh, a couple minutes ago, and I wanted to circle back to that. You know, that's something we hear a lot about from NFT teams. And you guys have already launched a, quite a bit of merch. And I actually saw, you know, we're, we're almost to December, right? Tomorrow's December 1st. So I saw on the shop that there is, I, I hate to call them ugly Christmas sweaters because yeah. the seals the seals are QAF. So I don't know how you could call them an ugly Christmas sweater, but who came up with the idea for Christmas sweaters? And uh, how has the reception been on these? Because I have not seen other NFT teams doing this. <laughs> They're so good. It has to be. A, it was our community managers, wasn't it? John Mooney? I think, I think it's John Mooney, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're on point with all that. They do some... Yeah, and we had a we had a Halloween collection as well, and it'll just continue. Yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, the drive for the merch it's has really come so from people wanting to represent, and and that's just been really touching to see. It's not like we we launched you know a special marketing push to say we're a clothing brand. It uh, it really was organic. People were asking when merch, when merch, and and we delivered. By the way, I I will jump back for a sec because I don't want people to get a, any ideas. Um, on that previous question, I do think there will be a very solid re-rate in the next market cycle. I just don't really pay attention to that. Uh, we're just laying the groundwork so that when that tide rises, our boat's right there ready. So I want people to think that like I don't care about their, you know, their their cash, their investments, and any of this. I do. I just don't think the way that I care about it is by, you know, creating Ponzi Ponzi nomics um, that don't stand to the test of time. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Thanks for that clarification, Cass. Yeah. And I mean those sweaters. I don't know. I mean, Maz, we might have to get some of those uh, sweaters to to rock on an episode uh, around. Christmas we'll send you time. guys a couple. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do yeah, it. For sure. Are they only available to? So, do you have to have a sappy seal to purchase, or how's that going to work? Nope. nope, nope, nope. The merch nice. store is open for anybody. We'll send you guys yes. some gift cards over DMs, and yes, uh, you can oh, toss yeah. some cool stuff. Yeah. Let's yeah, go. Of course, Thank of course. you guys. I'm looking forward ah. to getting mine too. Actually, I just got my <laughs> custom my custom seal. Uh, a few days ago, so. Love that. Nice. Uh, question, guys. So let's talk a little bit about community and Discord now. We want to shift it over there. Uh, we know Discord, you know, Twitter seems to be like the most popular areas for communities to drive NFTs. Uh, you know, how active are you guys on Discord as of now? And do you have any favorite rooms that you are in in your own Discord? Yeah, my favorite's general. But, you know, I, like I've talked to a lot of people about this even since the beginning I've had people roll through in the general as crazy active as it is. They'll yeah. be like, why is your name red? I'm like, bro, I'm a founder. And they're like, oh, I'm just, I just grind in the, I just grind behind the scenes. I don't, sometimes I forget to even come up for air <laughs> and say what's up. I just grind. I don't know. I get hyper-focused and I'll kind of forget. But um, my favorite's general just because it, it gets, it's, it's fun, honestly. It's kind of wild. Like it's had to tone down a little bit, you know, in the last few, the last month. But uh, yeah, my favorite's just general. Agreed. What about you um, guys, Effie, Gaga? Yeah, I think most we're probably one of the most active dev teams in in our Discord that there is, honestly. Yeah. So we're constantly in touch with the community. We're a decentral, like pretty decentralized team ourselves, and um, we carry that on through. So as the like, sort of Pixelverse designer, I'm constantly in contact with the community about sort of ideas they have, things they can generate. We've got a guy in the community who's building a game. He's just building a game. He says, hey, do you want to put this in the pixel? Nice. Well, of course, we'd love to have it. Um, but aside from that, so like, there's always there's a lot of buzz in general. But we also just launched a mental health channel, um, which is on, on brand for us in terms of you know having people take care of themselves in the community. We, we've been in some mental health spaces as well, and, and we're interested in sort of metaverse mental health initiatives. Um, that one's gone down really well, and uh, really good vibes down there. Yeah, yeah same. Um, general and mental health. I have nothing really to add. Um, basically all their thoughts exactly. Um, but like, I would like equate general to like, um, like a Twitch chat almost like it's just constant, just hilarious stuff happening. And just being able to see even like relationships develop between people, um, people becoming friends, like in real time, it's just super, super cool to see. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would say maybe even have to lay off the discord a little bit, like just cause like oh, I'm, yeah. I'm always checking it and stuff, so but like, yeah, but I mean, I, I love popping into discord and seeing what everyone's up to and seeing everyone interact. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think it is pretty rare to see at any given time, uh, there's pretty much always a, a dev or a founding member um, toying around in chat, talking with people. It, it's really cool. Love that. And you know, that's the cool thing about NFTs too, is the communities behind the scenes. You know, a lot of times now more than ever, I feel like we talk to, you know, people from Discord probably more than we talk to our real life friends at a certain point, you know, yeah. so it's it's nice to find that community where you can be a part of. And, you know, it seems like the Sappy Seals has that strong vibe to it. You know, you see them here in the chat on Twitter and everywhere. And I love that, um, you know, that's a sign of a strong community. So that's props to you guys. Now, question about Discord safety, right? So we've seen a lot of Discords get hacked, uh, you know, over the last month or so, especially with newer projects. Um, have you guys taken any measures of security or is there anything you guys are monitoring to make sure, you know, there's no hacks involved, you know, for the community? Yeah, yeah. We've taken um, a communication approach first and then um, Gunga has been advocating for probably six weeks now to FA um that we have some sort of a secondary verification in the event that something happens we can verify that that is that person i just had an incident two days ago with that somebody was trying to posted a fake screenshot of one of our mods that was you know them shilling another it was a whole thing and then i just dug into it and it was very easy to to suss out so we try and educate ourselves because you know the lower the the lesser educated in this space are usually the the primary targets that yeah. they'll get through. So, just trying to yeah. go from the bottom up and communicate. Yeah, I have a, a background in large scale anti abuse. Um, so this is something that's always been top of mind for me since I've joined the team. Um, and I also want to like say that our mod team is really really sharp. Um, I'll, I'll say it. I think we have the best mod team in the game right now. Um, super active. They really care about the community. Um, John, Mooney are always, uh, and everybody else, all the SEAL veterans, SEAL lieutenants, they do a great job of spotting things as they happen. I think Mooney, even like in the middle of the night, like said, there's 10,000 bots that just got added to the to the server. Let's let's fix it. Oh, Mooney in the chat right now. Let's go, Mooney. Um, and I think I'll, I'll announce it right now. I think uh, we're going to be doing a, a nice little surprise airdrop for the mods. Um, oh, in our, nice. as a way of, uh, you know, showing our appreciation. Um, so yeah, shout out to the mods. Love that, man. Yeah. Shout out to the mods. You know, there's such an important part of a community and I think that's awesome. You guys are doing an airdrop because a lot of times, you know, they put in the hours in the chat. So yeah, good stuff guys. I love that. There'll also um, be a, you know, a portion of mint rewards in future and those kinds of things that go to mods. Cause they're, you know, they're a key part of a team that does get overlooked too often. Agreed. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, shout out you guys. You know, we appreciate this interview. You know, the goal of the roadmap is to introduce projects, you know, that we personally like and also we feel the community and people that are new to NFTs may like as well. So we appreciate all the insight. Uh, is there anything else that you guys want to leave us with before we take questions from the chat here? No, honest, actually, yeah. If if you have any other NFT communities in mind, let us know. You know, we'd love to talk to them. Um yeah, and see if they can't work something out in the Pixelverse. Uh, yeah, that's really important to us. Even if it's not in the Pixelverse, we're just looking to continue connecting with with uh, you know badass NFT communities. So hit us up. We can. There's all sorts of cool stuff we can do together. So if you got any ideas? Come into our Discord. Talk to one of us. Love it. Can't implement it. 
All right. Well, as Matt said, you know, we've we've got a great community here. Our chat. I know we've got uh, quite a few seals from the discord joining us today, too, plus our loyal viewers and listeners. So we always like to go to the chat for some questions here. Um, so I'll go first. We had a question earlier from uh, Biggest of Cheeses, and, and I really like this one. It's what is the biggest thing each person is most excited for with the project going forward? Um, and then they list igloo pets or something else. So Cass, I know it's hard oh, to pick just one, uh, but what would be the the thing you're most excited about uh, going forward? The pixel pets has to be the pixel pets, dude. Our game designers like Effie and Daiku are absolute gangsters. They've been they helped develop Brawlhalla from the ground up, man. These guys know what's up. And the more that I interact with them day to day and I look over their Figma, the more I'm like, I can't wait to get my hands on this game. So it's gotta be the Pixel Pets. Love it. Effie, how about you? I'm straight up there. The Pixel Pets is my baby. I can't wait to get something in front of, like, I, I really cannot describe how excited I am to get something in front of um, people in the NFT community, a game that not just it's not good for NFT, like blockchain game standards. It's good for, you know, game standards in the game yeah. industry. It's really, I think it has room to, to blow things out of the water in terms of complexity and, and just fun. Uh, and and as well, it will be esports ready almost out the gate. Um, nice. So there's a lot, and, lot of hype for that. And Ganga, uh, same question for you. What are you most excited about going forward? Um. I I have no idea. Everything's so exciting. Um, so I'll tough. probably just 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 to just to keep the hype train up. I think Pixel Marketplace tomorrow is like that's kind of been my baby yeah. over the last there few we weeks. Um, so yeah, shout outs to Pixel Marketplace tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Native Token Marketplace is exciting. That was my second one, but I just had to roll with the heads, honestly. Gas optimization so exciting as well. Going like it's MVP. yeah. There's I couldn't believe. I don't yeah. think there's. There's nothing kind of like it right now, um, like uh, NFT community-owned storefront like this. Um, so to be able to launch a first-of-its-kind smart contract um, is just really, really rewarding for me. Um, as much as it's going to be rewarding for everybody else as they get to, you know, spend their, their harvested tokens. So, yeah. Yeah, we're hosting a whole week of NFT, uh, Pixel Marketplace NFTs. Uh, giveaways this whole week so keep an eye out come check out the marketplace see what you think be nice. giving away nfts and pixel um yeah come just test it out see what you think give us your feedback please it's really helpful we need that yeah love that question for you guys so if i wanted to buy something from the marketplace but i don't have any pixel can i buy pixel somewhere and then buy yeah. items from the marketplace yeah we actually just lp'd a hundred thousand in um, USD and ETH to Pixel on uh, Sushi Swap, and that's just the beginning of our, you know, our LP incentives and uh, intentions. So you could go nice. on to Sushi Swap, grab some there. Um, yeah, anytime. That's great. Yeah. So if you're staking too, you can also put it on. That's yeah. That's great. Yeah. I want to see that. Yep. We're actually going to be buying some more to supplement my uh, my farming because I want to snag some of those. Uh, more productive assets. I think Gunga just did as well. We're all pretty, we're yeah, going to be careful. We want to leave you some, but we have high conviction in this project. I worked too damn know. hard not to get a pixel palace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get myself a palace. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. And these Love first, see it. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we have one, another question here from Biggest of Cheeses. 
Are there any other partnerships being worked on? Can you guys drop any hints? Yes, there's a lot of uh, people in our DMs. We we got to be real careful. We have to respect other uh, you know other projects, so we can't mention them. Um, sorry, uh, but yeah, there is a number. I I expect to have by quarter two dozens of projects lined up that are either developing actively in the Pixelverse or are, you know, having a Pix avatar created so they can run around all of our badass creations and just participate. Um, yeah, I want dozens and dozens of projects, but officially we can only speak on two, uh, three right now. So, But they're coming, so keep your eyes they out are, for that. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to release more. Um, the, to me, that's the most important part of the Pixelverse is the NFT community as a whole and making yeah. sure we're serving them and, and I'd like to I'd like to make the quick point as well that for people who like if there's any communities that are worried about sort of their size like they know they have a skill set they know they want to build something they have a vision but they they feel like they don't have access I've just got to like reiterate get in touch with us because if you have the vision we want to help it help it happen yeah. and, and make it real there's a lot of assets and value that projects can provide you know they don't shortchange yourself we also we have a fantastic team and we will have all the treasury and the um, uh, team members to pull it off to help you guys. And that's our intention. You know, we see ourselves as a larger NFT community incubator into the, into the metaverse. Yeah, this is great. You know, cause we see, you know, the cute profile picture is just almost like the attention grabber, right? I love to yeah. see how you guys are building so much behind the scenes yeah. and it's not just a copy paste picture people, you know, they want to buy, right? You're buying into this whole project. And that's what I love about NFTs, seeing these projects like you guys, you know, working behind the scenes for this next phase of NFTs and utility is awesome, man. So props to you guys. I love what I'm hearing. Uh, you know, Thank it's you. great stuff. Really excited for the future of this project. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, again, big shout out to all three of you for joining us on the roadmap today. Uh, this has been really, uh, you know, uh, exciting to hear more details about Sappy Seals and what's ahead. So uh, on behalf of Maz and I and, you know, Benzinga, we want to thank you guys, you know, for your time. And we look forward to talking to you guys soon and uh, keeping updated on what's to come. Yeah, thanks for having us. We really appreciate the space. Definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys all have a great day. Uh, I'm going to pull everyone down and yeah, uh, hit us up about the, the sweaters. Uh, I can't sure. wait to rock my yep. uh, seal sweater here on the stream. So uh, uh, oh, yeah. thanks guys once again. Cool. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. All and chat, right. make sure, yeah. Make sure you guys follow them on Twitter and yes. discord. Yeah. You know, let's, such, let's such great... drop, let's drop Twitter. Yeah. Twitter there, I dropped that Medium article again, guys, where you can find out more about uh, staking. Uh, Maz, I mean, you and I talk about staking a lot, right, with these different teams. And rarity-based staking, uh, that's new to me. I had not heard that before. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Seals for, you know, again, doing something different and going above and beyond to, you know, provide value and community-driven uh, project here. What do you think of that? Yeah, you know, I love that because we are in a time in the NFT marketplace where it's so easy to make quick money, right? You launch a project, maybe not so much now, but you could have launched, you know, Fiverr, you launch 10K pieces, you sell out, you make a lot of money and you don't have to necessarily produce any value. So to see this team taking this to the next level and working for, you know, we saw their roadmap. It looks absolutely amazing. 
Um, you know, you can tell they're working hard behind the scenes. Because then profile pick, you're also getting so much more. And I think we're in that phase right now where projects are, we're seeing who's going to make it, who's not going to make it, who's trying to, you know, venture out into the deep end and really swim, you know? So love to see it, man. Yeah, definitely. And again, Matt, shout out to our chat. We're getting a lot of nice compliments today on the show. Uh, this is why we do the show, right? Uh, we're about the community. We want to provide education. We want to do interviews with teams so we can get, you know, that behind the scenes look at projects, hear about what's coming up. And also we hear about some of these projects from our chat. So again, if yes. you're new to the show, let us know what projects you want to see on future episodes in the chat now during the live show. Hit us up in the comments after the show. You can hit up Maz or myself on Twitter. Let us know. And also Benzinga's Twitter account too. And, and share this video in your discords, right? Let your projects know, hey, we want to be on this NFT show. And, you know, I, I'm already seeing a couple mentioned in the chat there. Angry Ape Army. Yeah, yeah hit us up. You know, we've got a couple NFT shows. We, we're doing Twitter spaces. We've got room to interview more and more projects. So, uh, you know, let us know. Maz, that, that was a great interview. Almost lost track of time here. Um, but let's get to some, some news and headlines, right? It's Tuesday. So we always like to take a look back at the previous week. I do an article every week on Benzinga based on data from CryptoSlam, which ranks the top 10 projects by sales volume. Uh, no surprise, Axie Infinity, number one again. But number two, a bit of a surprise, Maz. The Sandbox moved on yeah. up to second place, up 43%. The Sandbox has been on the top 10 list for the past couple weeks. We're seeing strong interest. And then Wolfgame actually came in third place, 35.4 million, followed by CryptoPunks, Board Ape Yacht Club, you know, two well-known projects. Then we saw Journey NFT Club, uh, Farmer's World, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, and then rounding out the top 10, Vox Collectibles and uh, Noondles. So Vox had not been on the list for quite a long time. And this was one of the, the biggest gainers of the week. Um, anything else jump to you, uh, Maz, on the top 10? I mean, again, the sandbox, uh, that, that virtual land is just heating up between, uh, you know, Decentraland, Sandbox, and others here. Yeah, virtual land and then play to earn gaming, right? It seems to be the the biggest uh, drivers here, right? And I love to see that. I still think that's going to have, you know, a massive run in the next year or so. Um, and, you know, we see the volume there and, you know, money. So, I mean, I love to see that. Those, those are the big things that catch my eyes. You know, we still have Bored Apes in there, which is great. They've kind of, we'll talk about the news behind that uh, today as well. Um which, yeah, let's get right into it, actually. You know, Bored Apes, Chris, we've seen a lot of celebs buy Bored Apes more and more now. It seems like we have uh, a culture, right? We have the hip-hop athlete culture getting into, you know, the Bored Apes specifically more than any other NFT. Um, so this weekend we saw Future and DJ Khaled change their profile picture with their Bored Apes. And, you know, it's crazy to see it happen so fast. Um, you know, I've seen multiple rappers now I'm just scrolling through my feed and I see they have a board ape, which is absolutely crazy to see that when just, you know, a couple months ago, no one really knew what this project was. And it minted at what, like 0.04 E. So yeah. to see this is absolutely insane how fast it's happening. Um, you know, and my question is now, when is, you know, Drake, who's one of the biggest, you know, rappers out there, artists, I would say too, you know, you can see him getting one, you'll see a bunch of other artists. And then it comes down to the question is 10 K 
you know, NFTs enough for this community. You know, that's where it comes. 10K is not a lot, man. So that's it's when not you're a lot. <laughs> yeah. So we may see a supply shock, you know, and I do see this value going up. And back to the question, Chris, do you think Bored Apes overtakes CryptoPunks as far as value? You know, I said a couple of weeks ago, I think Bored Apes passes punks eventually. And I, I think I got to stand behind that. And I think the the PFP test alone, Maz, right? I mean, look at this. Future buys a Bored Ape and immediately changes his Twitter profile picture. Uh, yeah. DJ Khaled has not changed his PFP yet. So that's another event that can drive attention, right? That happened with Jimmy Fallon, right? He made the purchase. He announced it on his talk show. And then a day later, changed his PFP. So, you know, yeah. you got uh, a couple events out of that one purchase. And, you know, uh, going back to that, you know, MoonPay, right, which helped facilitate some of those transactions, Maz. Yeah. MoonPay bought like six more apes. So uh, I don't think Future used MoonPay based on me looking at his uh, PFP. There's still some people out there, I think, that are going to uh, show that they have apes here real soon through a, a partnership. And I love your call out, right? Win Drake. I mean, look at Sappy Seals. There's projects that are making yeah. NFTs based on Drake, and yet Drake is still not really in the NFT space. So uh, uh, Drake, uh, I mean, if, if you're watching, uh, you know, win, win Ape, right? Uh, mm -hmm. When are you going to get a bored Ape? And Maz, along with bored mm -hmm. Apes, was, wasn't there another celebrity that also made a PFP change uh, over the past couple of days? Yes, and I want to show this one. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with Lala. She's pretty famous in like again in the in the hip hop world, in the yeah influencer world. She has four point six million followers on Twitter. She changed her profile pic to a cool cat. And as far as I'm aware, there's no sponsor behind this, uh, at least on the front. I don't think cool cats paid her to make this a profile picture, right? Maybe someone paid her to promote something. I'm not sure behind the scenes, but for her to make it a profile picture, it's huge. Um, and now, you know, that goes, what is the next blue chip? Does Cool Cats have that run to become, you know, in the same category as Bored Apes? Personally, I'm biased. I think so. But it's great to see, you know, what these influential people are going to buy and make their profile pictures. So that's that's going to be exciting to watch as well. Yeah, I mean, Maz, I, I know you're a little biased because you have a Cool Cat, but I'll echo that statement. I think Cool Cats is absolutely a blue chip. And the thing that really did it for me was like the partnership with Time, right? When you saw a yeah. major magazines that could have picked any nft right they went with cool cats because cool cats has that cool factor that cute factor that collectability factor it, it checks so many boxes and now you're getting celebrities buying cool cats as well i mean you said it lala over four million followers on twitter like mm -hmm. there's companies like publicly traded stocks and companies that would you know beg for that kind of publicity, right? And they would shell out millions of dollars to get someone to change their profile picture to their product, right? But NFTs are able to do it for free in some cases, just because a person likes the NFT and likes the artwork. So I think that's a, a big validation for Cool Cats here, um, you know, and I, I love it. And again, we're seeing more and more athletes and celebrities. And, and Maz, you said it, right? Is 10,000 apes enough? Well, that, that just further, I think, strengthens the argument that apes are, are probably going to go up in value, right? As more and more people want to own one, um, you know, so definitely keep an eye on that. 
And Maz, you know, turning, uh, I just mentioned, you know, publicly traded companies, right? And looking for some some good PR and, and to take on the NFT space. We have one of the most NFT friendly companies all of a sudden, Budweiser, yeah. right? The epic beer, you know, brand, right? They own so many different beer uh, brands, but Budweiser itself, they have now launched an NFT project. So they launched these cans yesterday. So 1,936 unique digital cans representing 1936, the first year of the Budweiser can. Um, they sold these at uh, $499 and $999. You could buy them with US dollars or you could buy them with crypto. And the thing that I really like, Maz, we were talking about this before the show, right, is you can transfer that NFT over to OpenSea fairly easy. We haven't seen that a ton with these projects where you can buy with U.S. dollars. A lot of them then are hosted on other platforms. And as we know, OpenSea is the largest NFT marketplace out there and really the big one that everyone looks at. So I really think this strengthens Budweiser's launch here. And I mean, again, these were $499 for some, and the floor is now 0.35 ETH, which is over $1,600. So if you were able to get one of these cans, I mean, a a nice profit. And and again, there's only so many of these. And Budweiser, I I think they're going to keep going in NFTs. You know, they they changed their profile picture on Twitter a couple months ago to a Tom Sachs rocket. They also own Beer.eth, right? The the domain name service. Um, They're all in, I think, on NFTs. What do you think of Budweiser here, Maz? Yeah, so I personally went through the experience. I got a couple myself, and it was crazy using your card, your credit card, to buy this NFT. But I will give them props. It was very easy to send it to your MetaMask wallet. I mean, sorry, to your OpenSea wallet. I mean, to your OpenSea uh, profile, and you know, transfer it to ETH and be able to you know sell it if you need to or whatever you want to do with it. I thought that was really cool for them to do that. Um, but it was weird paying your gas fee in US dollar and using your card. So you paid a gas fee, you paid a tax, and you paid a for the NFT, which is really strange to see, but I love it because it's going to make it easier for normal consumers to be able to get into it. You know, you have a lot of, you know, beer fans, they'll buy it effortlessly yep. for the initial launch. And we saw that with the NFL as well when they launched NFTs for $10. Macy's launched an NFT during Thanksgiving. I think that yeah, was free. During the parade. That was that was a big one too. Another yeah. big company. Great, great shout out, Maz. Were you able to get any of the, the Thanksgiving Day Parade no, NFTs? No, I missed it. I missed it too. I yeah. signed up and everything, right? I pre-registered yeah. and, and then I forgot. And I actually watched the parade with my kids. So, uh, yeah. and, and then they mentioned NFTs so many times during the parade, Mass. Like, it's insane to see this mainstream event, you know, the, an annual tradition. And they're talking about NFTs throughout the coverage. Like, that's where we're at, right? We're still early, but yeah. you're seeing these big companies get in. And I mean... Look at those auctions, right? Look at those prices. So they're auctioning off these one of ones featuring some of their old uh, um, balloons. But then they also did free NFTs uh, if you got in early enough. Um, I I mean, it just strengthens that argument, right, of uh, big companies getting into NFTs. Yeah. And again, personally, I try to get as many as I can of these. Like, for example, uh, Budweiser, right? I'd get... Let's say I get three. I will sell maybe one or two, make profit, you know, get initial investment. You want to hold on to these, right? These are the first NFTs of Budweiser, right? This is the first NFTs of Macy's NFL. I mean, think 
year, two years, five years down the line, yep. these things will be worth a lot, right? We've seen how much people pay for memorabilia, you know, physical memorabilia. Now, I think the digital world, the first, the, the genesis of each, I mean, you know, it's not just a quick flip from a lot of these. It's a long-term goal of a of a big company that you're owning. So, you know, I would keep an eye on any of these big companies dropping NFTs and try to get them. They're actually launching them at fairly, you know, reasonable prices, I would say, Chris, and not yeah. a lot of supply either. So that's interesting to see. So yeah, yeah, I was surprised the Budweiser, sure. I was surprised the Budweiser one didn't have more supply yesterday, just based on them, you know, really being all in on NFTs. I really thought they'd do more. So great call out, you know, Genesis project here. Um, again, not financial advice, but I think if you look back at this project, you know, months from now, years from now, uh, I think the values will have gone up significantly. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Absolutely. So what do we have next here, Chris? All right. So uh, uh, Board Ape mobile game and Mutant uh, Ape Yacht Club mobile game. Did you hear about this one, Mass? Oh, I did see a tweet about it. So they're going to start yeah, launching the games, right? That's for this week that you games. can yeah. start signing up on the 2nd. And then the game begins Sunday the 5th. And it'll be 7 days. It was originally going to be 10 days. They shortened it to 7 but it's two separate games, one for apes and one for mutants. Um, Maz, I, I love this, right? Again, one of the biggest projects out there. And you, in order to play this game, you have to own right? an ape, yeah. right? Or a mutant ape. So uh, again, these exclusive things offered to, you know, ape holders. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing more about this game, what the prizes are, you know, who, who the winners are. We're going to see people talking about it on Twitter, um, you know, so we're going to get, you know, some excitement building further on. I mean, look at this game. Like, look at that. That's fun. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they worked on this. They took some time on this. And now here it is. And it just looks fun. Right. And I don't get to play it because I don't have an ape. So I will be living, you know, through other people uh, playing and sharing on Twitter. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I love that. All right. And then speaking of big companies, Maz, you know, again, here at Benzinga, we, we start with stocks, then we get into crypto, we get into NFTs. One of the biggest stock stories of the year, AMC Entertainment, right? The movie theater. They have teased that they were going to get into crypto, right? Allowing you to purchase tickets with Bitcoin, Dogecoin, and others. They also teased earlier... Um, that they were going to launch NFTs, right? They said that maybe we'll do NFTs around Blockbuster releases. Well, Maz, I don't know if you saw this. They did NFTs. Let's just say that. Spider-Man No Way Home tickets went on sale Sunday night, 12.01 a.m., and sites crashed, right? Movie hmm. ticket sites crashed. AMC site crashed. The first 80, I think it's 86,000, 86,000 people that are members of AMC's Stubbs A-List, Premier, or Investor Connect who purchase tickets for a AMC location get a, an exclusive Spider-Man NFT. So again, hmm. here you have a major company, AMC, offering a, a free NFT, right? This is free if you buy the movie ticket. It's on the Wax blockchain, which is one that we've seen, you know, others use, it, you know, less less worry of gas there than Ethereum. Maz, what do you think of this? You know, uh, this was pretty successful. You think AMC now does this with all their big releases where they say, hey, if you pre-order tickets to this movie, we're going to give you an NFT. 
Yeah, you know, it's similar to the NFL, what they're doing, right? I feel like everyone's testing the waters, especially with ticketing, right? Yeah. Like, we're going to see it for concerts, for movies, for games. Um, you know, you get to have a digital copy of it. And, yeah, I think we'll see it more ha- happen more and more often. I would love to see it. Maybe you said it's 86,000 supply. 86,000 supply for the Spider-Man one. Yep. And I think there's a 100 different artwork versions, so they won't all look the same. Yeah. um so we'll we'll see what the different designs are yeah so i would love to see maybe less supply but i i know it's free and i know it's maybe just to get people introduced to it which is yeah. great because now eighty six thousand people have a nft and they you know even if it has no quote-unquote aftermarket value i mean they're getting into the whole nft world and how it works and i think we're in that phase where people are experimenting um which is bullish for the whole cycle as a whole so yeah i would love to see that and personally i mean we already do that digital stuff too. I don't know for about you, but like tickets and stuff, you know, yep. put it in your wallet, things like that. Yeah, just, exactly. It makes sense. Why not have it on the blockchain yeah, as well, you know? Great, great point, Maz. We're going to a paperless society, you know, with tickets, right? I mean, I remember years ago, I, I have old tickets saved, Maz, right? From concerts I went to as a kid. It's, it's a collector's Damn. item, right? You don't get that anymore. A lot of times if you get tickets, it's a piece of paper, right? You print it out. You take it to the venue and then you get to keep this long piece of paper, right? It doesn't have the same feel to it, right? You don't really want to put that in a frame. Yeah. Well, now you're getting digital tickets and you're getting NFTs out of it. And that's something you can, you know, display online. You can, you know, hold forever, um, you know, on the blockchain. So I, I like that, Maz. That, that's a nice shout out here. Uh, digital tickets. Yeah, I mean, I think the smart companies, Ticketmaster, the NFL, AMC, I mean, it's so easy and you already have built-in fan base for your products and a built-in fan base for NFTs. And now you get to connect them together. I think this is only the beginning uh, that Spider-Man NFT. I think you see more movie theaters and movie companies uh, start to go uh, more NFTs here. Correct. Absolutely, Chris. And then one last thing I think before we end today, OpenSea was down earlier no data, no floor prizes. Can devs do something when Coinbase, man? This seems to be happening a lot. Uh, it seems to be fixed now, you know, but OpenSea, I think the biggest thing with them, Chris, is their lack of transparency and communication yep. to the community. And it almost comes off as like, you know, we know we're the big dogs, so you guys deal with it. So I'm curious to see what happens. And it comes back down to the conversation of when Coinbase and does Coinbase take a large market share? What do you think? I, I think you're absolutely right. Win Coinbase and also, you know, OpenSea got a huge valuation earlier this year. Um, you know, uh, I think there's talks of maybe going public, but really like you look from the outside in and the company has this massive audience, but it still has all kinds of problems. And yeah. I mean, I'd like to see those problems go away. I mean, so Maz, I looked up projects earlier and like, You know how like when there's projects that, you know, have become worthless, it no longer shows a floor price, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I was looking at good projects (laughs) and there's no floor price. It just has like the dashes. And I'm like, wait, what? And then you scroll down and, you know, the cheapest one is 0.3, 0.35 ETH. And it's like, okay. So literally there was no floor price for some of these projects. And at, at the top of OpenSea's website, you know, it said, we're encountering problems. Stay tuned for updates. And, you know, uh, if you're someone who launched one of these NFTs and, you know, you you want your project to be successful, it's got to be kind of frustrating to see something like that happen, you know, where all of a sudden your project doesn't show a floor price. 
It doesn't show the right data. I mean, OpenSea literally said, you know, that they had problems with data. I mean, yeah, data is pretty important to NFTs, right? So uh, that's that's kind of uh, frustrating. And Coinbase still has not announced a date. And I really just want them to say, hey, this is when we're launching. And maybe that'll kick OpenSea into gear here. Because like you said, they're they're the big dog. They don't have a ton of competition right now. Um, so I feel like they can be a little bit more relaxed, but that competition's coming and I think it's going to come fast and I I would be scared if I was OpenSea right now a little bit. Yeah. I feel like the side piece as a user on on OpenSea, I want to be the main piece. So hopefully Coinbase can treat us right and, you know, they'll win my heart over. But, um, what do you think, Chris? Do you think Coinbase launches before end of year? I feel like, no, I feel like if it was before the end of the year, we would have heard already. I feel like they're going to give us a month or two heads up. So, I mean, I guess unless if they announce, you know, tomorrow, um, you know, I just, I feel like they're going to give more of a lead time because they're going to hype this up, right? They already talked about the projects that they're working with. I think then they're going to share that artwork. You know, they're going to build up, maybe do some interviews, some Twitter spaces or something, really build that hype up. Um, So I just, I feel like we're still a couple months away. What do you think? You think before the end of the year? I think so. I think there'll be not a stealth drop, but I think there'll be like a, you know, like a, like a week or something, like, like a quiet run, maybe before the full run up, I think they'll launch it and just kind of, cause the thing is a lot of FOMO, right? So it's like right now there's a big list. Um, you know, I'm assuming hopefully with the list, they give the first what million people access right away. And then maybe, you know, since we're waiting, kind of like how clubhouse did, do you remember clubhouse, how they kind of made you wait? I was, um, I was just going to say that, Maz. Do you think they tier that, right? There's over two and a half million signed up. Um, last I looked, I was in like the top, I don't know, 25,000 or something. I mean, I signed up early, shared the link. Um, you know, yeah. Do you think they tier that then and let, you know, a certain amount of people in at a time? I would think so. Kind of. I remember with Clubhouse, there was an Elon Musk chat and then everybody was yeah. rushing to get into the Clubhouse, but you had to be invited. And it just created this whole FOMO cycle. Um, I can definitely see that happening, something like that around here, um, just because it's driven. NFTs are definitely driven by a lot of hype and FOMO. So I can see that creating a good way of creating some traffic to, to their side there. But we'll see. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, you guys heard it here. Maz is saying before the end of the year, I'm saying 2022. Who knows? Um, we will see. And of course, we will cover it right here on the roadmap when we get more details. I want to take a minute uh, to shout out Sappy Seals once again for joining us on the roadmap today. Another great exclusive interview here. You guys even got to hear about some favorite traits, some upcoming projects. I mean, they actually have news of something launching tomorrow, right? December 1st. So that's pretty exciting. You get that immediate, you know, uh, news item. And then we also have an interview uh, tomorrow. So we will be talking to Spoiled Banana Society um, this is a pretty exciting one, uh, Maz. I, I got to do more research, but I know it was started by some uh, Board Ape owners, and it is connected to fantasy sports. And uh, I, I'm a big fantasy sports fan, so I'm excited to hear more about yeah. you know bridging the gap between NFTs and fantasy sports. Um, and, and then we have another interview on Thursday as well, which will save uh, the hype for that one till tomorrow. Oh, yeah. uh, so. Go ahead, guys. Smash the like. Subscribe to Benzinga's uh, YouTube channel here to keep the roadmap going. Maz, anything else to share before we uh, head out today? 
No, uh, I see. Shout out Mike. I see him in the comments asking what happened with Clonex, and uh, there's a lot to talk about there. But maybe we'll, that's we'll talk tomorrow. About, we'll we'll talk to about it when... tomorrow. Yeah. So come back tomorrow, Mike, and we have we'll we'll share our thoughts uh, with Clonex for sure. Definitely. But besides that, no, no man. All right, everyone. Well, uh, thank you again for tuning in. If you're watching live, if you're watching this on replay, leave us a comment in the YouTube chat and let us know, hey, I watched this after it aired and hit up Maz and I on Twitter. Let us know again, which teams you want to come on future episodes. And as always, stay tuned. We have uh, pre-market prep at the close coming up at 3.30 to recap the day of stocks and cryptos. Mm. Uh, I know there are quite a few stocks moving today, so I know I'll be tuning in to hear all about that from Spencer and Joel. Maz, until uh, tomorrow, uh, take care and have a good night, buddy. Likewise. See you guys tomorrow. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.